Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. How lovely to see you all. Um, <clears throat> uh, before we start, uh, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the sponsor of this session, Finger Industries, ladies and gentlemen. Finger Industries. <laughs> Sheffield-based Finger Industries, the CMC, depends upon the support of over 40 sponsors to help create such a lively and varied conference. And we are particularly grateful to Sheffield-based, as I just mentioned, Finger Industries for supporting Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is for the third year in a row, ladies and gentlemen. Third year in a row. Marvellous. Right. Well, here we are again, the third year in a row, the annual stress fest, that is, put your money where your mouth is. The session which shreds nerves faster than Andy Coulson shreds documents. <laughs> the session with more highs than the VIP area at Glastonbury. The only session, ladies and gentlemen, where Greg Child actually stands outside with a defibrillator, some hot towels, and a wicker basket. The defibrillator, obviously, for the potential heart attacks that this session uh, can induce. The hot towels and the basket in the event that somebody actually has kittens. <laughs> this session is about pitching. The art of pitching, the craft of pitching, the meat and two veg of pitching. Therefore, I thought I'd start with some of my golden rules, an essential guide, a route map, if you will, through the Sheffield gyratory that is pitching a kid's show. Rule number one, never take off your shoes. <laughs> you might think that you're creating a homely atmosphere by slipping off your slip-ons, but trust me, it doesn't work. Unless, of course, you're actually pitching on a bouncy castle. When you'll be asked by a muscly tanned woman with a suede fanny pack uh, to, t to take them off anyway. Pitching on a bouncy castle clearly has its drawbacks, but it can be a surprisingly effective way of getting to know your commissioner. Never smoke during a pitch. Now here, I don't just mean striking up a Marlboro light during conversation. I refer, of course, to those moments of unbelievable tension, ladies and gentlemen, in which spontaneous combustion can occur. Most commissioners get distracted by explosions when being pitched to. So make sure you're not the cause of it. Unless, of course, you're pitching the latest Fireman Sam spin-off, where gaining quick and efficient control of a blaze could prove to be the deciding factor. <laughs> when shown a picture of a top executive's children, don't say, as I once did, my word, who's the mother? <laughs> although, although meant in a nice way, nervous tension was never going to make that comment come out right. <laughs> A simple handshake will always suffice when greeting an executive. The one or two kiss conundrum can lead to embarrassing air hanging. And of course, the very unfortunate which side first, oh God, I think we've just done tongues moment. <laughs> Other greetings such as hair ruffling and cheek tweaking. No, 
no matter how cute the executive, should be avoided and can be very difficult to come back from when misconstrued. <laughs> Those are my golden rules for pitching, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but today we have four expert pitchers, very, very brave people indeed. A round of applause before they even start. <laughs> They have four beautifully crafted and wonderful shows to uh, pitch to our executives here. Before I introduce our panel, I'll just go through the rules. Okay, we're going to have four pitches, each lasting five minutes. These are real shows. The panel will be bidding real money. Woo! Love it. <laughs> uh, if the bid is successful, the money will be paid today. Oh, hello. <laughs> Sorry, mistake. Uh, in return for which, they will have an exclusive three-month option to discuss the idea further. So let's introduce our esteemed panel. On my left, from Hit Entertainment, the one, the only, the delectable, Michael Carrington, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> from Disney, the inimitable, Mr. Orion Ross, ladies and gentlemen. The delightful, the wonderful, the tanned. <laughs> From HoHo -Ho Entertainment, Oliver Ellis! <laughs> and the man we all aspire to be. <laughs> On my far left. From Miniclip, Mr. Saad Chowdhury! <laughs> okay, I'm now going to introduce... Oh, by the way, this year, even at the fact that it's our third year, we have added twists. <laughs> we will reveal them as we go along. All Zoe's idea, if it goes wrong, by the way. <laughs> Nothing to do with me and Debbie. Okay, so, uh, first up onto the stage, presenting a show called Gold. Would you please welcome Mr. Mark Griffiths. <laughs> Thanks. Well, good afternoon. My name is Mark Griffiths. I'm actually an inspirational ventriloquist. And I've spoken to over a million children in the UK. So before I begin, I just want to introduce four characters to you. Which one of these are you most like? <laughs> Gorilla is here. We started. What? We started. Oh, selfish man. Now we're starting. These are the delegates. Gorillas. Ah. Is Michael Carrington here? <gasps> Daddy. Ah. I'd say there's a big difference. Yeah, Daddy got more hair ah. on chin. Ah. Gorilla, you're lots of fun. Some people are like you. Funny. In you go. Stay. You want to stay? Yeah. No, in you go. In the pop-up in. Pop-up gorilla. Yeah, in you go. Stay. Shh. Oh, that's Gorilla. If you're like Gorilla, you're lots of fun. Thanks for being creative, and you need to be free. Or maybe you're more like... Come on. How do you come? It's my little girlfriend. Her name's Oreo. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Some people are like you. Are they? Yes. Why? Because they are. Why? Oh, we, we like to learn. Do we? Yes. Because some people are like you. You need information. You like to get things right. Do I? I'm a good blur. <laughs> oh, there's number three right here. It's Lee the Flea. Uh, oh, 
There he goes, Lee. If you're like Lee, he's got a hundred things he wants to do today. You're like Lee, you like to be powerful. Thank you if you're like Lee, because you get things done. Or, um, Doggy, like to play with your ball. <laughs> Give me the ball, 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 ball. Thank you. Give me the ball, play fetch. Ready? Here we go. One, two, <laughs> fetch, fetch. Why not? I'm too attached to you. Time for a story. Story. Once upon a time, there was a little doggy, and he had a brown patch over one eye. And the little dog, it was time to go back in his bed because it was his bedtime. What? I don't like this story anymore. Oh, maybe you can see us another time. Four different characters, G-O-L-D. And these are actually the four different characteristics or behavior types of a human being packaged in a way, a fun way that children can understand and relate to. So what's gold all about? Gold is about a puppet family who go on exciting adventures looking for gold. Imagine uh, Michael Palin around the world in 80 Dreams, crossed with the Muppets, crossed with Little Miss Sunshine, except they never find the gold. They always find real gold in themselves and in the children they meet. So let's check out a trailer. Gold, G stands for gorilla, O stands for Oreo <laughs> the penguin. I can see it. <laughs> so why is gold the next big thing? Because it ticks two big boxes for children, affirmation and aspiration. <gasps> That's how I work. That's how you work. Better results, better educational results, better behavioral results, happier parents, happier teachers, ting ting, lots of resources. And also it's all about aspirations, cluing into what children really want as the puppets get out to achieve their bucket list of dreams. They're going, come on, you can achieve your dreams. That's gonna get children really excited too. So what is gold? It's not just an entertainment program, it's actually getting to the heart of children. It's producing hope and inspiring children to dream affirmation, aspiration, and hope. And uh, I think I've run out of time. Selfish man. So um, there's gold in me and there's gold in you. Thank you. One, two. Wasn't that amazing? One more time, please, everybody. Brilliant presentation. If we were on Britain's Got Talent, we'd say, what a start to the show that was. Okay, um, right, can we start with you, Oliver? Uh, your comments, please, some questions, maybe? Uh, okay, uh, thank you. That was a great presentation. You've obviously got uh, great performance skills, uh, and uh, that's uh, not always the case when one receives a pitch, so thank you for that. Um, can you give us a bit more idea of what, you, or what sort of show it is that you're, or the proposal that you're pitching? Is it a, a theatre show or a television show, or...? I'm a bit of a loss of what it is. Sure, children's TV show, it could be anything. It could be like little vignettes, you know, like the creature comforts, two minutes. Oh, where are the puppets today? Oh, they've broken down in the Outer Hebrides. What's their message for us today? Emotional, uh, emotional kind of uh, stuff is really hot in schools at the moment, so that, mm -hmm. that would be pretty, pretty hot. And uh, also longer programs, 10 minute, 15 minute, 25 minute programs, inspiring and teaching children how to dream, um, you know, looking for pirate treasure down in Cornwall or something like that. 
So and, and I, where, I've trialled it a lot, yeah. Where is the... Uh, you have trialled it with children. Yes. And, and, and the dream aspect, the aspiration, how does that, f that fit into the... Because obviously uh, you know, going to f look for treasure is a typical preschool type sure. of storyline. So how, how is that particular um, storyline pinpointing the idea of aspiration? Sure. Like, um, I speak to about a couple of thousand children on dreams and aspirations yeah. every week. So the, every, the, the, the adventure could actually go to tick off one or two things on like a bucket list of dreams. Right. And, um, you know, maybe um, yeah, two or three different dreams. Yeah. So is part of your research maybe talking to kids about what their bucket list is and then sort of having that maybe translate into the storylines? Yes. That, okay, right. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, lots of children, if you talk to them, I want to play for Manchester United, I want to be famous, what do you want to be famous for? I don't know. One of their big dreams at the moment, which is really interesting, which I haven't heard for a while, but they say, oh, I want to be a professional YouTuber. Right. Yeah, that's coming out quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look forward to the puppets doing that. Yeah, well, <laughs> stick a green screen in the back of the Volkswagen camper van and you've got your podcasts and apps and everything happening out the van and yeah. connecting to a lot of children. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm very much with Oliver. I really want to know more about what it is that you're actually pitching. I don't quite get it yet. I want to like this show. You're clearly a great ventriloquist, and Little Miss Sunshine meets the Muppets is one of the funniest things I've heard in a while. So <laughs> there's something that I really want to like, but I don't get it. I don't know what happens in this show. I don't understand the characters. And I'd like to know more about a typical story um, and, and maybe who's going to write this show? Where, where, what other talent are you working with? Where is this thing actually coming from? Because it feels like a great act that you do in person, but there, you've got a long way to go to figure out how this is going to be a great TV show. Yeah, I'm looking for a great production team around me. I realize that. I've got the creativity, you know, got the ideas, but it just needs the team to take it from here to here. I so admire what you do. I think it's amazing. Uh, uh, as a child, I wanted to be a ventriloquist. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> I went into television. Um, I've heard other people speak for you. <laughs> well, it's not about me. Sorry. <laughs> and, and I truly do admire you for, for, for the inspiration behind the show. Um, for, for me, I'm, I feel two things. One, it's all about you and not your characters. And two, the characters themselves are not emoting anything through the screen. I feel a little bit like Orion, where you have to be in the room with you to feel the love, to feel the connection, to feel the emotion. And we're in the medium where we're having to do that through a funny device, or you know, whether that's a television or a, a, a mobile device of whatever sort. And so I, I, I struggle. I, I kind of see where you're going, and I, I love the inspiration about engaging with children and inspiring children um, and showing children, you know, taking them around the world and exploring different places and things. But for me, the television or the connection between what essentially should be a program is not <coughs> making it. It's not connecting with me, and if it doesn't connect with me and I'm a child, um, it won't connect with the audience. And I, I guess that's, you know, I'm answering my own um, challenge, but, you know, it, it's finding the right talent and the right creative, the right production mechanism around you to create something that actually is engaging. Sarge, your thoughts? Yeah, who's the number two inspirational ventriloquist in the world? <laughs> exactly. I feel sorry for them. <laughs> That's the problem. 
Um, well, gone. Yeah, I hope that didn't come off rude, but like, no. essentially, that's, that's the issue. If you're trying to inspire, you're using ventriloquism as the device to do that inspiration. But if you've just said yourself, you talk to a couple of thousand kids a week, which, is, by the way, that's a great hit rate if you're doing that. Like, how, how, how long do you talk to them all for? Because um, <laughs> if they all want to be YouTube celebrities, then why aren't you doing that with this show already? Or are you? And if you are, how many views have you got? That was a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've just started releasing all the podcasts. You're seeing them up there. So right. I actually sold my house and uh, went off traveling to... No! Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. That's I, a lot of I, pressure on us, more so. No, no, no. I do live this drink. By the way, it doesn't have to be me that does the program. But, oh. you know, like the last big event kind of was like Orville and everything. I think children's TV, this goes really... This is quite big with seven to ten-year-olds. You think puppets is under sevens, but they're really hot to that. Um, but it, the, the puppets bit could be animated within a program. I see. So it doesn't have to be me that does it. But I've always people have always said to me, it's you that makes that puppet come alive. But for me to frame it would work really well. Okay. Well, I suppose the question is then: Is there enough here to want to talk further? So it's it's cash time, gentlemen. Oliver, as soon as you started out the, uh, the, the process. <laughs> Uh, not for me, unfortunately. I think what you've got is a fantastic theatre show, but I don't think there's enough bones on the actual television proposition just yet. So given that's where your skills are in the theatre, it might be a good idea to develop... I mean, I've not seen the theatre show, so I, I, you forgive me, I, um, I don't have knowledge of that. But if you, if you build that up and, and stream a narrative within the theatre show, then I think you're going to give you more content for that to then transfer onto the, uh, onto the screen. But for me, I think, um, given that the business is, is television, it's going to be a no, I'm afraid. I would, um, I think what you're doing is incredibly cool and incredibly worthy, and the way that you connect with actual kids is, is, is a great thing. And I would echo what Saad said, which was to self-publish and get the stuff out there on YouTube. If that's what kids want to do, then do that with your content for any, any, any way that you can. Looking at it as a potential show for Disney Junior, I don't feel like it hits the magical storytelling that we need to have in all of our shows. I think you need to work on the characters and work on the stories uh, as a fictional series before it has any potential for us. So uh, for, for, for Disney, we're out. For me, I, I come from a global business, so you know the world is now broken into four different regions: South America, North America, Asia, and Europe. Um, it, it's it's not just about the UK anymore. So I, I find it difficult to see how this is going to translate into multiple cultures and languages um, from a television perspective. Um, I, I think what you have is something very special, and it is about you, and it's about the way that you bring your characters to life. But I'm afraid I'm out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think you should just self-publish. I think you've got a lot there on your own. Um, build a presence on YouTube, then go to someone like Maker Studios, and then you'll be a big star yourself. And then we'll come chasing you in the future. <laughs> and be different. And then we'll be the idiots. Yeah, you yeah. said, oh, missed the opportunity. But I'm out, sorry. Mm. Yeah. So no bids panel on this particular show. Sadly not. Regretfully. Thank you for your comments, Mark. You did an amazing Great. pitch. Really, yeah. really well done. Here's for the first of the twists, ladies and gentlemen. That's what the panel thought. 
Well, what do kids actually think of gold? Well, we went off and we filmed some kids who uh, had a look at the proposal. <laughs> four of them, well, actually, no more than four, but... Uh, uh, have we got the clip of uh, what our kids that we spoke to thought about gold and whether or not this might make the grade? I think gold's a really good idea and I really like the flea because not many people would think of a flea in, in a TV show. I think that gold would make an excellent TV show. Gold could be fun, but I'm not sure what the stories are. I really like the puppets in the show. Oh. Oh. You, you wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on to our second pitch. Um, so can we welcome to the stage, pitching a show called Tube and Victor, Mr. Giles Bones, everybody. Okay, hi, good afternoon everybody. Afternoon, dragons, and we're on the stage. I'm here to present Tube and Victor. Um, just get this working. So Tube and Victor is a um, TV series, animation series, 2D as you can see. So Tube and Victor, what is the industry asking for? You know, we, we visit the markets, we travel a lot, and we're pitching the whole time, and so we, we try and incorporate the feedback into developing our IPs. So the industry is asking us comedy, comedy, comedy. And the crazier, the wackier, the funnier, the better. We're getting this the whole time, so here we're to present something which we hope fits the bill. So, this is an off-the-wall, uh, we call it an urban graffiti terror comedy. Uh, it's 52 times 12 minutes, transmedia TV series, aimed at um, target of plus six. And it's got basically three strong elements. So two strong opposing leading characters, creating a very unique relationship, Tube and Victor. Um, very strong, funny secondary characters, and a wealth of bizarre and cool uh, supporting characters. So... And where does the comedy come from? Well, we're working with a team of acclaimed uh, international scriptwriters, David Bungie and Nick Stanton, who um, wrote some of those um, Phineas and Ferb, Penguins of Madagascar, and Emir Entertainment's own uh, Lucky Fred, uh, which was very successful. So, um, so, and we also get the humor from the, 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 the concept itself, from the contrast of worlds, which is monster versus human, contrast of leading characters, a carefree cool dude versus an imaginative introverted brainy boff, this is a victor. Brothers by Force had two opposing personalities condemned to live together, and they realized that they complement and actually need each other. An array of characters, traditional recognized characters, as you'll see, such as Victor, the witch, the clown, we all recognize these, and new fresh ones, like the three-headed dog and the cheerleader up in the corner. And the inverse world, it's human to Halloween, not the other way around. As you can see from here, this is one of, they're going into the tunnel of terror, when of course it's got like, you know, strawberries and love hearts and things, and the guys from Halloween Valley, they really, um, scared by this. So what is Tube and Victor? It's um, very quickly, before I show a video, it's um, basically Tube's father marries Victor's vampire mother and the two unusual stepbrothers are forced together. So surf-loving team and brainy monster Victor have fun running together, right together in Halloween Valley. So one becomes the hero in the local sport called Terrible um, and Victor, who is the, uh, the, uh, the Frankenstein model, he has his, goes into experiments and doing crazy science things. So very quickly, terrible one I want to mention because, of course, we have an important video game um, panelists here. And, um, and it's basically a mixture of hockey, surfing, and football played in Halloween Valley. So it leads to an interesting, I think, mobile and gaming concept. And possibly to include, we have our own watch and play format, which we required. 
uh, for interactive enhanced viewing um, experience. So let's watch a video. Can you put it on, please? Research, the market um, is insatiable for surreal comedy, buddy comedy, uh, comedies with kids at the heart of it. And I think, you know, you've obviously um, done that. Uh, I, I really like the design style as well, although some, some of the characters felt a little generic. There, there were moments in, in the visual concept that um, are really inspiring and engaging, and particularly that last image where it's sort of almost three, uh, 3D in 2D. Um, I, I, I struggled a little bit with the emotional connection, and that's probably because we haven't got time here to make the connection and, and understand who the characters are, but I feel it has a lot of potential. That's great. Todd? Yeah, tell me about Terrible. Terrible, so, as I said, it's, uh, we haven't had much chance to, to show this, but it's um, basically, as you said, it's a mixture of hockey, surfing, because Tube comes from you know, the human world. Um, he's a surfing fan, and he gets to he gets to this you know to Halloween Valley, and he realizes this sport. And of course, it's it's not surfing, but it's not hockey, it's not football. It's a mixture of the three elements together. Um, it is what everybody plays on in in Halloween Valley. So it's um it's it, it's we it, we think it's an important element to to bring in the transmedia concept and the video gaming, um, and also add it on um, content. So it's um and, and we have the opportunity to bring in we have as I said we have watch and play. Uh, technology which we've uh, we've acquired, which basically we can incorporate into the TV series. So basically, you're watching on traditional TV, and the the series continues as as per norm. But if you're watching on a tablet, mobile, there's an icon comes up on the screen. You can play a very simple video game um, for a minute, two minutes in each of the episodes, and so so it gives like it, an. Is heart. that mirroring what you did with Escape Hockey? Yeah, it's our technology. It's yeah. um, it's our own uh, it's our own software. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we can adapt it, and we, we developed it with Escape Hockey in mind. Mm -hmm. But we see the potential of it for for this. Okay. Um, so it's ours. So we. So then, how much focus is on that sport within an actual show? Um, this is to be decided. I mean, we you know, as I said, we know this is a project. We're in project stage. We have scripts. We have um, synopsis, treatments, etc. Um, with regard to the balance of how long it will be, if it's in every episode, if it's not in every episode, this is something to be to decided. I mean, we're very flexible with this. I mean, you know, we, we want to bring partners on board who can, who are excited about this, and we sit down, we work together as a team. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds super cool. Okay. Yeah. Great, thank you. Do you have any partners on board already? No. I mean, you've done quite a lot of work. Yes. So there's no, there's no other distributors, broadcasters. No, no, it's just uh, what Amir has done in house. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we presented this. Um, we started working on this like two years ago, but then we have other IPs which, which started to come in faster. Sure. We started to work on those, you know, Mundo Yan and, sure. and the Bad Bat. So we've, so we basically put our focus onto that. Now that those are uh, developed, uh, fully financed and ready to go, now it's time to I think bring Tim Victor back, and also I think the feedback we're getting from the industry. 
um, is that this is the right moment for this. The buddy so. comedy is a tried and tested formula. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of them out there. Um, I, I, I kind of wish that your pitch had started a little bit more with what was special about the two okay. characters and their relationship between them that felt like there was a lot of PowerPoint to get through yeah, I mean, before we got to the meat of, of the characters in the story. So I, 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 I'd like to know a little bit more about who they are as people, but I also, th I also think there's some work to be done on the design uh, because they don't pop uh, yeah. instantly and look look fresh. Uh, they really need to look like something new and something different that you're going to want to see put on your T-shirt. Right. No. Uh, I don't think you have T-shirt value yet no. with those characters, and I think you need it, especially if you're going to make a buddy comedy that cuts through. Um, having said that, you know we're uh, we're fans of your studio and we're fans of Bungie and Stanton, and we would like to you know have the opportunity to talk to you about this in Great. a little more to. detail. So. Again, it's a very lukewarm interest at this stage. I'll be completely yeah, honest, up, but we will put we'll put we'll These put up, get hotter we'll put hundred pounds on the table right now. Oh, the bidding process is starting. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I'd just like to add something. This is this is great news, and um, delighted by your interest. I think what's you know what we, what is important for us to get across is that you know we, we look for complete partner participation in this. Um, with regard to the, the characters, and we you know, we can change the look, the personality. There's more traditional. It's it's um, you know there's. And that's a balance which has to be decided. Um, and also with regard to setting the, the, the tone of the humor as well. You know, it can be either raised or lowered depending on you know, broadcasted interest or your interest could be. And, um, and we can work accordingly. But We'd yeah, like a chance to review the writing and see where maybe this could go. Okay. But for a hundred pounds, I think, is what, what Orion is yeah, saying. Yeah, I mean, we'd like to, to think that this I mean, you can, this, this you can, can accept that or you could treat that with the apathy it deserves. I mean, that's what <laughs> <laughs> I've just started out. Why pay more if I absolutely get you are right. absolutely right? I think I'm looking for a bargain here. <laughs> absolutely, I'm very confident that we could. Um yeah, we can help upgrade. Can have a conversation. We've, 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 we've dived in early, I think, on his bidding, but not yeah. to worry, Oliver. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, d I don't really have much more to say because I think Michael and Ryan have covered it really. So, it's like, if you're doing that, those comedy comedy type shows that everybody is looking for, it's all down to the script and whether that, you know, that connects so. with an audience and makes you laugh. And you know, obviously, in five minutes, it's difficult to get that across. But I agree with Ryan, it's difficult to get that. Uh, a sense of who, the, 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 given that it is a buddy comedy, of who the, those right. characters are and how they relate to each other. So, um, but Will you, you know, bidding? but it, but it's, it's it is commercial. It's you know from from a, from a distributor's point of view, that's a, clearly something that you know with a bit of work, I think would um, sell internationally. Are you bidding, Oliver? Have we got to that bit yet? Oh yeah, we are now. Yes. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> it took us, the gun, it took us to places we, we hadn't even known before. But please, I'm, I'm You've never been to me. <laughs> <laughs> the song. Um, <laughs> one question then in terms of is so, uh, obviously Emira distributes there. I mean, we're a distribute production and distribution yeah. company, and Emira is as well. So my question to you would be: Are uh, distribution rights available? Yeah, they are. I mean, we you know we're very we're very open. We work on a very flexible basis. Right? You know, we are a, we're a production company or we're a distributor, um, and you know we're very happy. What we look for is is partners who are excited in our IPs and want to work together okay. and make this. You know, we believe in win-win situations. So you know, okay, uh, we're very flexible. Uh, enough questions. So, Come on. So does a win-win situation mean that you'd be prepared to forego all distribution rights? <laughs> this is a very interesting. It's um, not even putting money down. We like we like to. Yeah, I mean. We'd like to see where you put your put your money where your exactly. mouth is. Exactly. That's, 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 that's why we're here. But I will also, what, what I'm, what I'm trying also, to figure also, out is where your mouth is. I would also like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would like to see how we could perhaps work together on this, and okay. also with, with our... Uh, if you work with us, there's no oh, question about, God you, sake, guys, about you keeping the control of the IP and keeping control of the distribution. So we're, <laughs> oh, and get that in writing. Some of us are looking forward to having Christmas at home, one of us. So, I mean, if you could... 150 quid. 150. 150. We are bidding. Sad. Oh, the thing is, it's it's too it's 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 linked to the show. So you guys need to you guys need to figure something out, and then I'll make make a game. Oh, so okay. That's that's the thing. So Michael, you and I will partner okay. with whoever, and I okay. will match their bid uh, up into about two hundred pounds. So if you guys up to there, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, okay. I'll. So let's just get this straight. So you, you would put you would partner uh, uh, one of our other bidders. Yeah. But. Two hundred pounds per bid. Is that what we're saying? So four hundred pounds. Is that what's in the room Something now? Like that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Thanks, Hard. Would you Michael? consider? Oh, sorry. That's okay. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> four hundred pound. Mark. I'm not being yeah. frivolous, but I, I'm a preschool company, not a older kids company. Indeed. Indeed. I have a nagging concern okay. that, that, that Terrorball might not be the right name for the sport in your show. I think it's a cool idea to create an original sport, mm. but there's certain markets and certain audiences who might think that it's some kind of showdown between mm. ISIS and Boko Haram. Okay. And yeah. I, I, I just I don't, think, we, I don't think that's the connotation that you want to go no, with. No, no. Right? We're, we're very happy to change that, and yeah, uh, that's, that's not a problem. As long Maybe as you're know. open to I think it's a cool idea because yeah. I think creating a really interesting sport within the within the show could lead to obviously gaming applications which is which is which is a really smart thing to do yeah. so and if you like this technology as okay. well so, so this makes we're sense. very okay. open to, yeah. to to make any change that you know our partners feel necessary to make this a big success so. all right would you be willing to go to 200 pounds then to match this i go to 200 yes you go so we have 400 pounds now so we're back with you then oliver in that case and and bear in mind it's hard to will match any bid yes to go hand in hand and uh, for those particular rights okay so I think Disney is a good partner for this show. And so I'm well, well, that's handy. From a development point of view, they've got to get a big network, they could do a big global deal on that. That would make sense, I think. So I think Done. what we have here is £200 <laughs> and £200 work together. It's £400 for this. That's fantastic. Oh, we, would, we would love to work together, have you on board, and create this into a fantastic uh, global IP. So. <laughs> Watch out for your mic. Thank you very much for listening to our show. Thank you. Giles Bones, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, well, marvellous. Um, so it's down for the second twist. So uh, very, very exciting bidding process there. But what exactly did our panel of esteemed children think of Tube and Victor? I think Tube and Victor would be a good show for seven to eight-year-olds, and I think some girls would like it, but not all girls. I like Tube and Victor, and I like the animation in it. I like Tube and Victor, but I don't think it will appeal to older people as it's just too silly for them. Tube and Victor are really good. <laughs> Okay, right, who's next? Sorry, sorry, I do apologise. Um, the excitement. Okay, so our pitch number three 
Uh, Louis Jones and Lindsay Taylor with Annie the Animal Tooth Fairy. So, Louis and Lindsay, please! <laughs> She was worried about falling off the stage, yes. so she's taking it quite slowly. Hello. <laughs> Nothing to do with the night she had last night, I must say. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, um, so I'm Louis Jones, uh, co-founder and creative director of Sun and Moon Studios, and um, this is Lindsay Taylor. Uh, from Mums Creative, and we're, um, we come up with IPs and ideas, and we've just created Hattie B, which publishes today, so we're very charged. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. And so um, the mums, as we call them, they, they approached us with, um, with Annie the Animal Tooth Fairy, um, and we thought it was a fantastic idea, and um, they asked us if we wanted to get on board, so, so we did, to, to bring it to life. So what's the, what's the concept? Um, so, yeah, there she is, um, head to toe in pink, but she's not saccharine sweet. She's a strong character. Um, she's the lead of the show. Um, and every show starts with a mission. She receives a mission on her tooth tab, a bit of a cryptic sort of mission. Um, and they have to then go, her and her, her cohort, Milky Mouse. Uh, they then go anywhere in the world because every animal <coughs> loses baby teeth. And in doing so, you'll meet a new animal. Uh, a new environment, um, the culture of that area, and there'll be music to reflect. Um, we've got a fantastic score with um, Michael Plowman, the Tree Fruit Tom composer. He's already on board and has done the, the music for this. Um, and yeah, that, that's it really. It's, it's that sort of, it's, each episode is really bespoke. And yeah, let's, let's, let's show it. Tooth Fairy. That's me. So yeah, you, you couldn't see quite a lot of Annie on there. It was clipped, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she she did feature. Um, so yeah, the that that's that's it in a nutshell, really. Um, and is there anything I've missed? No, not really. Annie, um, my three-year-old, came up to me and said, do animals lose their teeth like children, and do they have an animal tooth fairy? And it was like, oh, that's just perfect. That's lovely. <laughs> so <laughs> let's use that one. Uh, and that's where she's come from, really. So we're Does very she get a commission for that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Pocket running. <laughs> um, so, yes, that's Annie. So it's a, it's a digital 2D production, uh, 52 by 11-minute episodes, and I think it can really fill that 11 minutes with the fact you're going somewhere new, meet the new animal, the learning outcome. Um, and then what happens to the teeth? They take the teeth back to the, the fairy kingdom um, where the chief tooth fairy has sent them on the mission in the first place. I failed to m mention that bit. Um, and then they, they use the teeth to make um, fairy dust. So. And this, yeah, filled with mild peril. Mild peril throughout. Is that where fairy dust comes from? Yeah. Ground up teeth? Yeah. yeah. Now you know, animal teeth. Animal teeth. Yeah, not okay. teeth. Are we good? We're good, thank you. Great, I think you probably Oh, yeah, might as well. Ryan, let's start with you. Um, it was re it's a really charming idea. Uh, the design is really sweet. The tone of it is really nice. Uh, personally, I, I think it's lovely. Uh, I, I think for Disney Junior, it feels a little bit too young, tonally. 
Also, I think from a larger Disney perspective, you've got a show that has fairies and mice and mice fairies. Um, we got some fairies. We got some mice. It feels like it feels like it feels like within our. I'm not, and I'm not just talking about the executive team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, it's not a show that would within Disney that would get the love and support because of our existing franchises. So I don't think Disney's the right home for it. I'm afraid. But um, really, congratulations on a great pitch. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, I love the score. I thought the score was really cool. Um, that was that was good. Um, it's not. There's a lot you could do in terms of the app space for this, um, but it's not something that we would partner with, with you to do it because it's just not something that sits directly within our wheelhouse. We had a couple of products which will be coming out that are kind of catering to the same audience, and we wouldn't want to cannibalize that. Mm kind of thing. Um, so it's probably a no for us, actually. But it, 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 it looks great. Thank you. Um, I love your work. <laughs> um, but I think, it, it, again, it, you know, internationally, selling young preschool is, a is more of a challenge than if you were selling older preschool. Uh, that's not to say that you shouldn't do it, uh, because you've got to do you know, what's in your heart. It just means you need to know that there's probably less homes for it. But when you're looking at it commercially uh, you know, and, and adding up the numbers, you know, there are some territories that simply aren't going to take anything that's below three or, or certainly not below four. Um, so that's something in, my, it's something in mind when we always look at pitches in terms of what we can do it you know, further on down the line when it's made and where we're selling it to. So um, I think it's, it's very sweet. I'm not sure about the idea of grinding teeth, um, <laughs> to be honest, but... Um, you it's know. animal teeth. Animal yeah. teeth. I'm not sure if that makes it better. Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make the distinction. Yeah, that's all. Stop like like the show where people get teeth. teeth you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael. I, I think it's charming. I, I, I love the motivation. You know, um, great things come out of the mouths of babes. And, um, you know, the fact that your daughter had said that and that inspired this idea is a really nice thing. I think it has a lot of charm. Uh, it's girl skewed. Uh, it has fairies. It has animals. There, it, it, it all adds up. I do worry it's quite young um, and it needs to be more Charlie and Lola than... Um, sort of the the baby territory, but I guess you could cut, you, you could work through that um, with with a little bit of help. Um, the the international aspect is also uh, an interesting one because you know we think that tooth fairies really exist, but they don't in some countries, and so that might be a bit limiting. It just depends, you know, because you can make a business out of the Western world. You don't need the whole globe these days. But so I, I think there's a lot about it to like. And I think uh, I, I really want to know more about Annie. I really want to know more about the animal characters. I really want to know more about the story situation, the narrative. Um, so, so there's there's definitely something there. Is there enough for you to want to put your money where your mouth is? That is a good question. I instinctively I want to say yes. Uh, wh when I first saw it, I thought yes, we need to. <laughs> Uh, Do it. <laughs> the, the commercial head, uh, which is one of my other hats, 
it says it's going to be a big challenge, but is it worth the conversation for 300 pounds? Yes. Oh. Now, would anybody like to step into the ring here with uh, this bib that's wonderfully come in there for Michael? I think it's too young for, for us, given the portfolio that we've got already. So I think it would be disingenuous to put, a, put an offer in, so I'm going to be out. But it is charming and delightful. Saad, so, we know you're out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I think it is the perfect time for this show. Why? Thank you. Uh, you could accept the offer. You <laughs> please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Well, guys, marvellous. Can I just say, I was introduced to the, the ladies at Mums Creative uh, a few years ago here at CMC by my good friend Steve Crosby. Uh, and they are an inspiration to us all because they've worked tirelessly uh, from a, st a standpoint of nothing with their ideas. And it is just a wonderful example of what you can get done because, indeed, their first book has been published today. I'm just so, so in awe of you. Give them a round of applause. Okay, moving. Oh, yes, sorry. It's twist time, isn't it? So it is. Well, let's have a look and see what our panel of other experts thought about Animal, the. Uh, not Animal, Annie, the Animal Tooth Fairy. I like Annie, but I don't know what they're going to do with all those teeth. I'm sure there's some appeal for a young girl audience, but is there anything beyond just collecting teeth? We're moving on to our final pitch with uh, a show called The Magnificent Stunts, which is based on a pre-existing app. Uh, Mr. Chris Kempt, everybody. Chris Kempt. <laughs> Just might need a second to set up there. Let's hope this works. Okay, um, so uh, I'm last, and those were all amazing, which means this is terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, but so, basically, I'm Chris Kempt. Coincidentally, I work at a company called Kempt. Um, and uh, a little bit of credibility, we built Red Bull Kart Fighter, uh, which is a, a game. Uh, and has had about 16 million installs, 60 million sessions, and so on, so we're quite good at it. Um, uh, but uh, that's not what I'm here to talk about today. What I'm here to talk about today is The Magnificent Stunts. So The Magnificent Stunts is a pet project of ours, uh, and so basically it came 
out of a couple of different uh, sources. Um, the first was uh, that um, we built a game, <laughs> which is how a lot of our stuff starts. We just start fiddling around with things. But the second was that um, I, late one night I started watching old um, Duke's Fazard episodes. And I realised, A, how much I loved it, but B, how incredibly dated it is, and sexist, and all <laughs> sorts of other things. <laughs> and, um, and so I thought, oh, yeah, actually, there's really something there. Um, you know, I started thinking about all those shows of the 70s, like The Fall Guy, and, and so on. I thought, oh, yeah, I really want to bring this back. Um, and so we started thinking about the Magnificent Stunts, and I've just got a short video to show where we've got with it. Okay, so yeah, just explain what you saw there. So the whole thing started with the game Stunt Guy, which is a top-down arcade-style driving game featuring Stunt Guy and Stunt Gal hanging on the top of a car trying to shoot the ultimate escape sequence. Um, uh, that the first one released about uh, 18 months ago. We just released Stunt Guy 2, and there's about 200,000 installs on that so far. Um, uh, following that, we're already working on Stunt Gal. Uh, which is uh, a side-scrolling platform game. Um, that's uh, about early alpha at this point. Uh, and then finally, we're just finishing up the alpha on Reg the Roadkill, um, which might seem slightly, slightly out of context, but um, just to explain, this is Reg is actually a character in the Stunt Guy game, and, and, uh, and basically you regularly run him over whilst you're doing your, your, your getaway sequence. And so we just thought it might be fun to take a look at the story from around the other side and see it from Reg's point of view. Um, <laughs> So uh, we've got their site up, uh, they've got social media profiles and, and so on, and so we're trying to whip up some, um, some uh, collateral around there. Um, but bringing this back to what we're here to talk about, we're also trying to develop this as a story, because it's quite important to me that we understand the story that we're creating these games in the context of. And so what we started to do is develop some characters around Guy and Gale's stunt. Um, so basically on the right-hand side, uh, we have uh, Ed and, uh, and Susan, who are their children. Um, and then we have Nurse Jurgs, who's the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the nurse that looks after his, uh, all their ailments, um, and the producer. Um, <laughs> because they're being Hollywood stunt people. Uh, and I should say, sorry, the thing I forgot to say earlier is in the universe that they live in, there's no such thing as special effects. Everything they have, to, they do, they have to do for real. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but great pitch. <laughs> Thank you very much. I would have personally started and finished with Nurse Jugs. <laughs> <laughs> What's her first name? <laughs> My cup runneth over. I know. Wrong. Uh, great pitch. A round of applause for that pitch, ladies and gentlemen. Superb.
Uh, it's, it's, five minutes is tough, I know, but uh, yeah. I think we got through a lot of it. But anyway, maybe the questions from the panel now will uh, enable you to just put that last bit of detail in there. So, why don't you kick off first? I guess, I guess it's a game thing, so yeah, of course. Um, I really like the art, it looks great. Um, but I want to know more about the first game. So you've already released the first game, the Top Down Racer. Yeah, yeah. That's actually in its second, uh, second version now, Stunt Guide 2. Right. And when was um, that released? Uh, it was about six weeks ago. Six weeks ago, okay. And you've generated 200,000 installs. Yeah. Just on iOS and Android? It's, uh, it released on Android about uh, a week ago. So, yeah, it's very early days for Android. And what's the development environment? What did you use? What engine? It's, uh, um, it's C++ Cocos 2DX. Okay. Um, so we can get out. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, see, we can, we can do it's that as well. Some it's some titles, ladies and gentlemen. You just switch to Channel 8. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I normally just say we're really good at it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I thought they should know what stuff uh, we have to know as well. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, 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 um, it's got a lot of pluses and minus, minuses and numbers in it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got a lot of, yeah, a lot of numbers on there. Number Your front cover has code on it. You guys should all be about code, isn't it? Um, so, um, okay, so that makes it quite difficult to deploy in many... No, it makes it really easy. Uh, on, on, all, on different platforms? Yeah, yeah, that's the reason. So we've, we can go out to pretty much any platform. Um, we've been out to uh, BlackBerry, Android, Windows Phone, yeah, okay. um, iOS, and desktop environments, and so on. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's specifically why we chose that framework for right. portability. Okay. It's not what we've traditionally seen with it. We, we develop in that environment too. Um, and so 200,000 installs um, with any user acquisition, or was that just I think put the on the entire, site on the, the, enti the entire marketing budget was about 1,500 pounds, and most of that was spent on the child's bicycle that I bought to try and jump uh, 12 double-decker buses in Canterbury <laughs> <laughs> And did you? Yeah, well, you I cleared four of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to play the game to be honest with you. Um, sure. But I have, uh, I have it here. It's not. It's, it's yeah. really good. Um, sure. Other, other people should ask questions. Right now, no, no, I think you should carry on. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I really like it. Yeah, it's twisted shit. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and. Uh, I would be definitely interested in developing that further with you wow. as, as, a, as a TV narrative yeah, and a brand. Wow. Wonderful. Cool. Okay. All right. You had me at Dukes of Hazard. It's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> I was like, but then I wobbled a little bit at uh, Roadkill. Um, and then you completely lost me at Nurse Jugs. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what so makes it interesting. I wonder, I wonder whether you're trying to hit the right age target. It feels to me like you're trying to make a show for yourself. And it, this, is, this, is, this, this feels like an 18-plus show, really, and that's where it wants to be. It should be a grown-up show. It should not try to be a kid's show. Because if you 11 to 14 is a very tough audience to try and reach with a TV show. Uh, maybe that's why it needs to be edgy. I, I don't know. It's, it's probably not right for us yeah. uh, because of that. And, and I think that if you were to push it younger, then it would be too close to our Cars franchise. So we, we have a Cars. We have a sort of Cars thing already. Um, <laughs> we don't have a Jugs thing already. For, for, some, for some reason. I don't know why. But it, it doesn't seem to hit the kind of family entertainment uh, that we're known for. So I think it's problematic. I think probably the best iteration of what you're doing is an older, ruder, 
edgier thing, and I wouldn't try and 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 make I wouldn't ruin the fun of it yeah. by trying to make it too young. So yeah, I, I, it was it was a great pitch. Thank you. Uh, there's no doubt that uh, you know eight to eleven year old boys are going to love the killing stuff and the squashing and stretching stuff, um, but but it does feel more Adult Swim than it does CVVC or or well, certainly not Hit because we're we're in preschool. But um, uh, but but yeah, I think I think it's the adult characters that surround what essentially is a squash game um, that, that that take it away from television really. Okay. And by the way, we don't deal in CIMY minus code. It's so last week, isn't it? Well, it's it, just... It, you just can't transport it across the different platforms. <laughs> 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 Fast learning. Yeah, and there's so many at the station here, aren't there? It's like a crazy amount of platforms. Sorry. Right, okay, so... You seem to be up for it, yeah, uh, I'm up for it. Oliver. I'm just going to give you the opportunity of diving in there before I think Tard's going to dive in there, because mm -hmm. I'm sure he's, he's, he's no. chomping at the bit. No, I, just, the, Go on. The, uh, no, the gameplay patterns just aren't right. It's unfortunate. Well, I'll yeah. put 100 down straight away. There you are, yeah. yeah. No, we can have a conversation, obviously. But, but you can't have a conversation, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> it's exclusive to me. That's the whole point of this. No, but yeah. after, 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 <laughs> Just have a conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, not 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 Brian. No. No. Oh, this this is crown jewels, I reckon. This is uh, getting a steal here, Oliver. Right. I'm I'm a personal fan, but it's not right for us. I can't I can't get on board this one. Sorry. Thanks. That too bit bit too old, isn't it? That's the. That's right. And it's not uh, going to sit yeah. alongside Bob the Builder very well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bob might have a fancy for Nurse Jugs as well. But <laughs> <laughs> well, hit, hit do vehicle-led shows. Is a vehicle-led vehicle show, shows, you know. Yeah, Stretch no, your boundaries, I, I, Michael. I, I don't mind the killing bit. You can't, you can't <laughs> deny it hasn't got heart when that heart splattered all over the road. <laughs> <laughs> so, Officially, I'm out. Chris, I, I believe you're probably in a position where you have uh, uh, a very keen bidder and uh, he's put in a paltry offer right now, so <laughs> I think you've got to have a chat with him. Um, okay. <laughs> here, here now in front of us, so yeah. we see it all. Um. <laughs> all right, we're, uh, we're playing that game now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, uh, close your ears. scores on the board. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, is there any negotiation here? Of course there is, that's the point. It's <laughs> definitely a negotiation. But they all right. said no. That, that, no that's no. got to be the point. So where's well, the negotiation? Well, but you say yes. yes. I'm I'm scra no. You're scratching your head, I'm scratching my head. There isn't, there isn't. Come on, Chris. You can't give that for okay. away for three months on, on an on a exclusive chat basis, even just that. For £100, you can't do that. That's no, it, you that's it. Chris, you don't need to you, you, can, you can talk to me for free. Well, I think I will, okay. I, I'm going to increase it to 200. <laughs> that's oh, that's very kind. There you go. Um, actually, for, from my point of view, you know, the, the thing is, we, you know, we're building games. We love building games. Mm -hmm. And actually, frankly, you know, for me, £200 to have that discussion with somebody who knows about what we're trying to push it towards would be well worth it. So, yeah. thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
bit of timing as well. Well done, Chris. That, that's you done. Well done. Another round of applause for Chris Kent, everybody. Uh, OK, so let's have a look and see what our expert's expert uh, thought of uh, uh, the magnificent stunts. I think there's lots of possibilities for different episodes, but it's not for 11 to 14-year-olds. I don't think Stunt Guy would be a good one on the television. I love Stunt Guy. I really like it on the telly. <laughs> OK. So, now for our final... Well, we've had a great session. You have amazing pitches. A round of applause again for them. Yeah. <laughs> really well. But when we were uh, uh, interviewing our, uh, our other experts, it dawned on us, actually, in four cases, that they, uh, they kind of reminded us of what our expert panel here might have looked like or been like uh, many, many years ago. And so we put them in the enviable position of transporting themselves back through time and putting themselves in the mind of each of our experts here, our panel, uh, and telling us what they wanted to be when they grew up, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, if we just roll this clip, we'll, uh, we'll have a look. Michael, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be the boss of CBeebies. I want to... I want to own a castle in France, <laughs> and, I, and I want to holiday on Nickel Island. So, what do you want to do when you grow up, Orion? I want to be the king of tunes and make a ninja cartoon and move to the UK when it sounds crazy. So, Oliver, what would you like to be when you grow up? I don't want to play football. Time, which is an absolute miracle, but please put your hands together for our fantastic panel. <laughs> well, thank you so much. 